So, we good to go? Yeah. I all mean, right. it's been recording. <laughs> hey, all right. Hey, everyone. Uh, Chris is out for the day. He yes, he is. is. busy having his anniversary, so, you know, congratulations to him and, Congrats, and Nicole. Chris. Well, yeah, he better be. Like, if he, <laughs> if he has skipped this for some other reason, then that is a terrible thing to do. He, he got the new uh, Breath of the Wild game. He's like, screw <laughs> those guys. I'm staying home and playing. Yeah, for real, <laughs> Oh, yeah, baby. I'm just, I'm real sick. I can't make it. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's one of those, like... I'm spending the night at their house. They're spending the night at my house. He's just telling her, he's like, sorry, baby. I'm recording the podcast tonight. <laughs> sorry, guys. Mm. I got my anniversary. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he's doing. <laughs> right. We um, know, Chris. We know. But yeah, so Chris is not here. But in Chris's absence, I will be uh, the real host, you know, that the podcast needs. Uh, I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author. And I am a big, loud gorilla. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, I'm Binge. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I guess I'm a skull skull crawler. I guess. I mean, I <laughs> think. I mean, it, it sounds cool, right? It sounds, sounds a lot cool cooler. Said in it. My head. it sounds, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Um, I'm Josh Birch, and I am a crazy sword wielding John C. Riley. <laughs> and we're, we're opinionated. There's something missing, I feel like. Yeah, know. something missing to throw us all off. <laughs> <laughs> Missed you, Chris. King Kong. That's what we're watching, in case you didn't know that. Uh, King Kong Skull Island or Kong Skull Island. Kong like Skull Island. Yep. Is it and not- uh, okay. and, and we're g- this is our first impressions, so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about our overall uh, thoughts on the movie uh, while remaining as spoiler-free as possible for the first portion. Uh, we're going to have a brief interlude in the middle uh, where you'll know if you really don't want this movie spoiled for you, that's where you stop listening. Uh, and then after that interlude, we're going to come back and Spoil just get a little more in-depth into the movie, not worrying about spoiling anything. So, Yep. So I'm actually just really sad that Chris was not available for this particular movie because I feel like whatever his reaction, it would have been a strong reaction. Yes, and I feel it would have been a strong negative one. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really like this movie, which, which obsessed me a little bit because I wanted it to be good. Um, I, I have a fondness for monster movies. Um, in general, and both Godzilla and King Kong, like the old originals, were some of the ones that I grew up watching, like with my grandparents. And so I have a lot of nostalgia specifically for those two monsters. Um, Godzilla vs. King Kong is one of my favorite monster movies. Uh, <laughs> it's such a crazy, ridiculous, silly seventies movie. <laughs> and and so for that reason, I really wanted this one to be good, and it it just it seemed like a mess of a movie to me. As a counterpoint, he's wrong. This movie is so much fun. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. There are issues with this movie. There are significant issues significant with this issues. movie. But they do not, for me at least, detract at all from the crazy monster action and all of the the fun of this movie. Because that's, to me, what I would describe this movie mainly as, is fun. There's, there's things that don't make a ton of sense, but they're not really dwelt on, and they're not really why you're there anyway. And for me, like the the humor is on point, the action is really on point, 
and I enjoy all the characters for what they are. So, yeah. you know. See, see, and, and I wish that I'd had that same experience because because I agree with you on a lot of those points. The humor is on point. I agree. The action is also pretty much on point. Like, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's a good spectacle. But for me, they throw in way too many. It feels like they're constantly throwing platitudes at you. And it feels like the, sh the tone of the movie just it it wants to be like a goofy action movie and then it'll just take a sudden dip into trying to like hey we're gonna hit you with this off statement about like hey you should you know here here's some moral platitude you need to feel about and then we're gonna jump right back into the goofiness i have literally no idea what you're talking about so but before we talk about that let's let binge have a chance to to get his initial thoughts in i enjoyed this movie uh i don't like i'm kind of on the fence with in right in between both you and josh as usual uh, yeah because i mean <laughs> you I are did, our moderated member. <laughs> yeah yeah um i i didn't like i'm not a huge fan of monster movies like i enjoy them but i'm not like as nostalgic about them uh but i mean i recognize a good monster movie when i see one and this seems like a good monster movie to me <sighs> I, it, has, it has the trappings to be a good one. I think it's got everything to be like. I think it is legitimately. It, right now, it has an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that is an entirely good and deserved score. I think it earns an eighty percent. I don't think it should be higher. I don't think it should be lower either, though. Um, the I, what do you mean by moral platitudes? Uh, th there's several times throughout the movie when um, certain characters. Uh, there, there's a scene where two of our main characters meet each other for the first time. And rather than, than their banter being funny, it seems like they have, they're both going back and forth making a statement about war, which to me doesn't really fit in the movie. They could, they could have both, you, you could have gotten that same characterization from them with different lines that were funny instead, instead of both of them trying to take their own, taking themselves so seriously. And, and, and for me, that and I'll say this. I, I judge movies differently than a lot of the rest of you on the podcast. Yeah. Um, my overall score that I give movies is based on how much I enjoy watching it. Sure. Um, and, and one of the things that I've said before is the biggest thing that detracts from a movie for me is, is when it takes me out of the story and I re and I, it just becomes way too painfully aware that I'm watching a movie. Right. Sure. So, for example, in the Wolverine, when he's when he like does his little claw drag and flings himself at the helicopter, that's a cool that's shot. The Wolverine Origins, not the Wolverine. Sure, Wolverine Origins. Sorry, that Shame should be gosh. a cool shot in itself, and I think that's one of the ones that you said you really enjoyed. But mm -hmm. for me, the reason I can't enjoy that as much is because I'm busy facepalming and being like, "Come on, really?" Okay, and and, and, and sure. so it, ta it takes me out of the movie, and there's a lot of. There's a lot of lines of dialogue that do that for me in this huh. movie that take me out of it. And so I'm not Guardians of the Galaxy is a goofy, funny action movie. And but the goofiness and funniness seems like it fits with their characters. And these are characters that we've we've learned a little bit about and are, are and know more about these people. And so we're able to go along that ride with them. In this movie, I feel like there's several characters where we don't get enough of their story or we don't have enough opportunity to learn about them that when things happen to them or when they make statements we're carried along with them and instead it just feels like the movie just kind of like hey here's something else you should think about 
See, and I so would. Ta- that, well, that's what takes me out of it. I would disagree specifically because to me, I don't want any of that crap. Like, to me, the biggest failure of Godzilla, the 2014, which I bring up because, if, in case you don't know, this is done by the same company and they are in the same universe. Uh, that Godzilla movie happens in the same universe as this one, and these two movies will eventually cross over. Currently, it's slated for March of 2020, I believe. Yeah. Um, but. Hmm. That uh, besides that point, when I when we will eventually do a Godzilla uh, review, like a full on one hundred percent review of that, I I guarantee it. I will make it happen if I have to. Um, <laughs> but to even me, even if the audience doesn't want it, you I, will make nope, it happen. Exactly, <laughs> I am the audience for that one. I will listen to it. Um, but no, see, the biggest problem I saw with that one is that they were trying way too hard to get you into these characters and give you their backstory and to give you all of this like, oh, you should really feel for kid from kick ass because you know he's he's you know got all this family and his dad died and I, you know, I all agree this stuff. well I, I think spoilers. you can go you can go too far in either direction and I think the Godzilla movie is an example of going way too far the other way sure it, when you think back to Shin Godzilla which we watched mm-hmm. and one, of the one things, day you will hear the podcast one day our listeners will ever edits it <laughs> um they did a really good job of not dwelling too long on the characters, but still giving you a sense of who this person was. You got a sense of, okay, this character is someone who's driven by climbing the corporate ladder or or the government ladder. And he's very ambitious and he's take charge even in the face of adversity. And you got those characterizations and you knew who this person was without having to have, you know, half an hour of backstory for that person. I mean, I feel very similar to what you just described for this movie. The characters are, you're given just enough to know exactly who they are. Okay. And they I, do not I have dwell specific past characters that. that I'm talking about in this movie. And so we'll, I want to halt this conversation okay, until we can, we can start. We can, we can get there. Stuff. Let's talk about Kong. I think I thought he looked great. I think the the appearance I, I, of it is is fantastic. Like the, the way that they make him feel huge works so well. Yes. Um, I, I will I will say though like even though like the the cre- like them creating Kong, uh, he looked great, but there were way too many scenes of Kong butt. Of just like him <laughs> walking nah, away. No, like, I'm totally monkey cool. butt. No, see, I, I don't want to see monkey butt. Like, <laughs> I wasn't, monkey butt's uh, not monkey. something I'm into. I personally was not looking at his butt. I was too busy being awed by those rippling back muscles. Oh, yeah, for those real Those back muscles looked just ripped. And actually, no, I just really liked that. And I think that may be like the, the kid in me that really enjoyed Incredible Hulk shows mm-hmm. and, and comics. And just seeing, there's something about seeing that kind of like just enormous, super muscular type of character that I personally really enjoy. Absolutely. And I think comparing it back to the what year did the the previous king kong come out uh oh five oh five comparing it to the the oh five king kong <laughs> the two are almost incomparable like it's it's they, almost like trying to compare like the goofy cookie monster uh eyes having godzilla movies to like the original um just straight up you know angry and kill everything Godzilla. The, the we are the japanese dealing with nuclear bombs being dropped on our country godzilla yeah. it, it, it's it's hard to compare the two because when i think when i think to them i think okay i i really liked the action in the 2005 kong at least the scenes with king kong yeah, fighting him things, right? ripping that dinosaur in half was awesome it was amazing but one of the things i think that sets this apart from that one is that this king kong a the sense of scale that you get from him is so mm-hmm. much bigger than the one from the the previous movie. So much. He's a, if I remember correctly, he is a hundred feet tall in this, and for future he feels movies, mountainous. He will be growing even bigger for future movies. But for this movie, I believe he's supposed to be a hundred feet tall. He feels 
enormous in this movie and they do a really good job of presenting it in a way that it it helps you feel how big he is in the previous movie not so much but what i will say in the previous movie he was much more gorilla like yeah and he this walked one, around he's... on all fours he was swinging around in this one he's like you see you see the uh the scale in in biology books of <laughs> yeah. the little monkey eventually standing upright and turning into a man with a spear. Like you feel like this King Kong is like one step away from man with spear. Like yeah, definitely. He, he, to me, he feels more like a giant Yeti or a giant Sasquatch because right. he's got a exactly. much more human build to him. And I, I personally, and I really himself, like that. He yeah. carries himself. He walks he's, like he's a human. He's still super he swings hop, uh, top his, heavy, he swings but he his does. arms like a human. Yeah. But I mean, not to say that he looks like a neat, like a Neanderthal, Neanderthal or He just anything. looks like a standing gorilla if a gorilla had right. longer legs. I guess. Which, because of that, it makes him feel like a big monster. There's several scenes where he goes toe-to-toe with a lot of different types of things. Mm-hmm. And the the just they really do a good job of making him feel as powerful as he should. And it's, I think it's not just the way he's, you know, punching things out of the sky or, you know, that kind of thing. I think a big part of it for me is just the confidence that he moves with. He, yeah. he, he has that feel that a gorilla is to king me of the feels. Jungle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's there exactly. and he's not afraid of you. And if you start stuff, he will finish it. There's a line where John, and it's probably in the trailer, where John C. Riley says that he's the king of this island, and the way that he carries himself and acts, it it backs that up. He feels yeah. like the king of this island. Yeah, definitely. I I think that I honestly think Kong is for me definitely the high point of the movie. Like, and he should be. Like that's that should be obvious. He's but your monster. He's your monster. He should be the highlight of the movie. Exactly. In a and, monster movie. Exactly. But I think where um, for me in Godzilla it felt like they were pulling back too much on the monsters and we didn't get quite enough of them. I feel like mm-hmm. I got just the right uh, amount of Kong for this movie. Yeah. I would have liked a little more. A little more. That's the feeling that but, I want. But, at the but end. I'm, but I'm not. I again, I have an affinity to monster no, movies. Yeah, definitely. I love seeing more monster in monster yeah. movies. And so that's what I'm saying. That, though, that might that, not be like, everyone's experience. To to me, if you leave the theater wanting just a little more of something, then you got exactly the right amount because you never quite, you never want to go over that line. You never f- want to feel like you got too much King Kong. That's that's sort of where I'm I'm landing. Of yeah, I want to see more. But that just makes me more excited for when a new movie does eventually come. Right. Um, so, yeah. do, do, do you guys want to talk about anything else? I, I just want to say, like, for me, you know, the, the the human characters in a lot of these movies can kind of overstay their welcome in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I feel like the human characters in this movie are funny enough for the most part that they don't do that for me. And then, to me, the parts that I think that you have issues with, uh, Josh, they're so, for me, brief that... I don't have the same like okay I'm you know I, I I don't have the same trouble connecting with them that you did I I think that you know there's some things that you know are kind of silly and you kind of have to just be like okay yeah this is a monster it's, movie and it, it's here for fun but yeah. it's much better to me than the way that the human characters were boring and overstayed their welcome in the original or in uh, Godzilla okay uh, yeah. Um, overall thoughts, should people go and see it? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Bench? Um, I, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I personally, I'm not a huge fan of monster movies, but I did enjoy going to go see this movie. I would recommend that you go see it, but not in a, like, full price IMAX 3D, like, granted, I hate like 3D get a movies. Like, a matinee or wait till it's, like, at $1.50. But I would recommend going see it. It is it is fun, but I wouldn't necessarily say go see it 
in the theaters like right now. Okay. I, I, I have issues with this movie that I have issues with this movie that uh, I'll bring up later once we start talking about the spoiler portion. Um, all in all, th- there's a lot of scenes in this movie that are fun. There's a lot of characters in this movie that are fun. Uh, a lot of the jokes are funny. <sighs> It's hard. It's hard for me to recommend this movie because I didn't enjoy it as much. But at the same time, I can recognize that I think a lot of people will enjoy it. I'm I'm not giving it thumbs because I right, can't no, yeah, I can't give it a thumbs up. But at the same time, I think me giving it a thumbs down isn't going to reflect the experience that a lot of other people will have with this. So I just see it if you want to. Don't if you don't want to. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I have to say that for me personally, if this movie interests you at all, if you sound even like, even if, you know, you're vaguely interested, I say definitely go see it. And I say that specifically because I feel like this movie will miss a lot if you wait to see it on, uh, at home. Um, I think that the theater is going to give this a sense of scale and kind of majesty that I don't think your home entertainment system can deliver. I think this is a fun movie. That's that's for me the thing that I keep coming back to is that I had so much fun watching this movie. And part of that may be uh, that, you know, the last movie I saw in theater it was Logan, and that was very recent. And as great as I thought that movie was, I did not find that movie to be fun specifically uh, in, the, in, the, in the way that I'm talking about with this movie. Um, and, you know... I I, just, I want this movie to make all the money so they will make a lot more of these. <laughs> so uh, thumbs up, thumbs down? Definite thumbs up, like all the way. I, I, I loved this. This was a fantastic experience to me. So All right. Well, we're going to take a, a brief break. You'll hear the interlude music. And then uh, at, once we're back, we're going to start getting a little more in-depth into the, our thoughts on the movie. These are photos of an island in the South Pacific. The place where myth and science meet. I see use explosives to shake the earth, helping us to map the surface of the island. You're dropping bombs. Mm. Scientific instruments. I see trouble on the way. Is that a monkey? Man, the opening of this movie gets you right into things. I really, really like it. I loved it. The the whole planes crashing and the immediate tension. Because you know what island they've crashed on. Yeah. And so you know that Kong's here or some giant bug's here or some monster's going to come out and make their way into this scene. But that's not the tension you first get. Yeah. It's, okay, we've got an American and we've got a Japanese and it's this World, is World War, War II. II. Yeah. It's great. I love it. And, and it's funny and uh, it's perfect yeah. and i wish that it had kept like this is what i wanted this whole movie to be <laughs> see uh, to me it was <laughs> but but i love the, i love this opening <laughs> well yeah no and i i really enjoyed it because there, there was that sense of tension but there's also like a little bit of levity well it's goofy to this, yeah exactly like, like when he's but, shooting at him and he's just constantly hitting the sand and missing yeah yeah it's funny yeah. i love when he runs out of bullets the other guy also runs out of bullet and they kind of have a, a like very short <laughs> yeah. stare and then dude just pulls out a sword and it's and like he just runs oh, away okay yeah, exactly. I know this is gonna now go. i'm at a disadvantage time to split <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. That that stuff was enjoyable. But I mean, I I kind of agree with Josh. Is like, yes, it does maintain levity in some of those situations. But it seems like a lot of it ends up being more slapstick kind of stuff as opposed to just like, oh, that's a little goofy. It like some of the stuff is like too heavy handed. I, I would have even been okay with slapstick and goofy if it had maintained that tone because 
you have the opportunity for a lot of that with all these little flying bugs and yeah. flying bat creatures, lizard things, and all this and that. Like, you have the opportunity to include a lot of slapstick into this movie, and it would have worked. And, like, King Kong stripping a tree of branches to hit a dude with. Yeah, like, that, was, that is yeah, slapstick, that was awesome. and it's funny, and it's But it's, it's cool. also badass. Yeah, it's yeah. badass, and it's cool. So I would have been fine with that. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the kind of movie that I wanted it to continue being. Right. And then we get introduced to our main like cast of humans that are going to be in it. I think what looking back on this it might take a little too long for me. But the first thing I want to say about our cast of humans is that the most unbelievable thing for me in this movie is how thin John Goodman is. He's been that way for oh, a yeah. while. Like he he straight up was like I'm going to die if I don't change my lifestyle and Okay, well I mean then, the last then, movie that yeah. I saw with him was um uh Cloverfield Lane and yeah. he was still a big dude in that movie so that to see the jump from like that to like normal guy what i really thought was because this movie starts in like the 70s i was sure that we were going to jump forward in time later and he was going to be back to big big, big huge john, john goodman. goodman and i thought that it was just a like special effect that he was thin no. like i i am shocked by how tiny no. he is john good on you man yeah seriously <laughs> uh, no <laughs> well no like I, I i enjoy like a monster movie is a good monster movie if they like make they try to make you like okay where's he at where's he at when am i gonna see him like that that is a good monster movie to me it's not like okay we've been in this movie too long where the heck is this guy well they show you calling it the first like 30 I seconds like the, exactly i they like that you, they do that they give yeah. you that quick look it's not like the full-on look at him it's just a quick like okay there he is all right yeah. i get the sense of him all right, let's yeah, do this. Yeah, I made the joke, gorillas in the mist. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and, and also, uh, like, uh, I guess in, a, in opposition to, I guess, Godzilla, the, the most recent uh, one by, like, recent Hollywood one yeah. with uh, Brian Cranston. Yeah. As, uh, like, you have to wait a good, like, hour into the movie before yeah. you see him. And even and that, then, that scene, it's not a full-on scene. Yeah, it's just see like... see him till like, the last hour of the movie. Exactly, and, like, that, that, is, that is the one... I guess it's a kind of a staple for Godzilla movies right. is that you get to see bits and pieces of him and of the fights up until the very end of right. the, the final one. Yeah, that's that's but, definitely a thing that, that is very common with those movies. And it kind of, I think with that movie, it makes a little bit more sense than it mm-hmm. would, uh, like, it's not necessarily that I'm saying that Godzilla should have done that when I criticize it for that. I just think that this movie does a better job of teasing that beforehand and then making it feel as awesome as it should when it gets there because they're trying to do a very different style of movie with the Godzilla movie so mm-hmm. that, I yeah, think that and I think true. that affects it immensely but you know go ahead uh, as we as we sorry did you want to say anything else about that part no okay as we get into being introduced to John Goodman and the scientist team he's working with this is I, I like these guys. I like John Goodman, and I like the stories that they have. And this is one of the reasons that I have issue with the characters in the movie not having as much backstory as I want. Because, because I really like learning how John Goodman f- found out about this island. And the backstory of the younger scientist that he's working with and how like he proposed this whole theory and everyone laughed at him except John Goodman. And we get this cool backstory for these people and then they either die another third of the way through the movie or they just don't matter at all once they're on the island. Black scientist doesn't matter once they're on the island. No, he does a couple things. He's kind of, I like no. him. I like he, him he does, enough. I mean, no, I like him. He, I like him as I a like character throughout the movie, but he doesn't really him, do, he doesn't anything do anything. They replace him with... He shoots the gun at the end. 
Woo. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I like it a lot better that he's the one that jumped on there than if it had just been random that's, soldiers. No, I mean, sure, that, but that's they, fair. But, but I they, replace, they, replace, they replace the spot of lead characters with Tom Hiddleston and the female lead. Brie Larson. Right. Yeah. And for them, we have such, like, we don't have nearly as much of an investment in their characters as we do with the scientific team. And that's one of the problems that I have is that they I didn't these... really care about any of the characters. Honestly, yeah. like, I came into this movie like, okay, it's a King Kong movie. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. A little bit of backstory for these Fine, people, but, but they're the, all going to die. But there's someone that we have to be able to follow along with. Yeah, I, we were supposed to follow along with Kong, not not specifically. But Kong's with not any in the, the movie enough for him to be the vehicle that we follow. These, I wanted the characters that we were introduced to and that we had a little bit of attachment to to matter throughout the film. I'm I'm even fine what, with. What them. do you mean by matter specifically? I mean to have a purpose there because once John Goodman and his team get to the island, John Goodman doesn't do anything except deliver a little bit more exposition and then get eaten. And and his younger scientist dude doesn't do anything except be like, "Man, it sure is bad that we're here. We should leave." And and the Asian scientist lady does even less than either of them. She's just there because they needed another Asian person in the movie. I'm convinced like they're filling a quota at this point. Maybe so, but see, where I'm coming at this is a little different. I don't want them to do much here. Really, all I want is for King Kong to fight things, and I don't really want the humans to get involved in that or to be as involved as little as possible because that's just the way that I, I come to these things. Maybe it's just because my history of Godzilla where almost never do humans have any impact on that kind of thing. To me, the importance of these characters is I like them, I want them to survive, and this is true of many characters, especially the ones who die. Like I feel bad when a lot of these characters die. And so characters a like couple. the... The, uh, characters like the black scientist and G John Goodman, them not being particularly combat ready makes them more vulnerable to me. And so that makes it more interesting. And I don't need them to do, quote unquote, do anything to like drive the plot forward or any of that. I'm just, well, I just I need them there not, to be. It's not that they have to be well, combat ready. It's, it's Tom Hiddleston also doesn't do anything in the movie. He leads them everywhere. What are you talking about? He leads do them anything? everything, but he doesn't like, he's, he's helping them go through the forest, but you don't see him like have any impact on Kong or anything like. Again, I yeah. don't want that. <laughs> He's not supposed to. I mean, the, the, the people, it's, a, it's just essentially a revolving cast to get to the next, yeah. next See, event. This, this to like, me, the, thing, the, the perennial problem for me of monster movies is the same thing that I'm going to have an issue with when we get to Transformers of there's all these human characters that keep getting in the way and I don't want them to be there because they're annoying and I just want them to go away so I can no, watch you, monsters fight. You have fight. to have the human no, you exactly. don't. Exactly. You absolutely I, have to I have think the you humans do. in the movie. Because otherwise the monster is your main character and I, is no longer the monster. I agree. I, I, I do think they are necessary and what's important to me is that I like seeing them when they're on screen and they have achieved that so I am perfectly happy with their I, role in this movie i, I don't no, i like seeing them on screen i didn't like seeing i didn't like seeing tom hiddleston and what's her face on screen i didn't care about them i liked i see okay what's her face she she didn't uh bother me she didn't impress me like i i she was there that was fine i i actually really like tom hiddleston's character like I, it may have just been his his funny uh thing of like listing off all the ways they're gonna die at the beginning but he was, was charming he was charming enough and maybe it's just Tom, Tom Hiddleston's charisma but he was charming enough that I liked seeing him when he was on screen so yeah I, I will admit he does not have a incredibly uh deep character or anything like that but I like him I mean that, that that's what I want out of this kind of a movie like characters that I like but not characters that we get way too much 
uh, way too involved in. I would like like this having a revolving cast throughout the movie. It's like, oh, we have the scientists. They get us from point A to point B. And then we have Samuel L. Jackson and Tom Hiddleston to kind of get us from B to C. And then, oh, we get introduced to John C. Riley, And then, okay, well, and you know, like having bits and pieces of characters i enjoy that especially in a monster movie much more than like saying oh well here's this one character that everybody's supposed to fall in love with and here's his full backstory and then oh well then now we got to fight the monster like kong is the main character of this movie whether you want him to be or not he is the reason why people come to see this movie so you that doesn't make him the main character though i mean he's the main attraction he's the main attraction sure here's the thing for me um what I really appreciate about this movie is that it would have been very easy for them to say, like, okay, here are our good guys and here are our bad guys. There's really only one kind of bad guy in this movie, and his motivation is actually pretty understandable to me. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little weird that he is as war crazy as he is, but, you know, they're kind of playing on Apocalypse Now and, and uh, Heart of Darkness with that. And so, yeah. you know, fine, whatever. That, do If you want to go that route, that's fine. Um but I like that even among like his soldiers, there's a lot of his soldiers that I really like and find very funny. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree. I, I, I'm, I made a list of the characters that I, I really love. And of them, John C. Riley, I so really good. loved his character. We had to talk about this. him specifically. Like, he gets his own section. Um, yeah. Sam Jackson, I thought, did a good job in his role. Um, but man, his soldiers were kind of the stars of the movie for me. Specifically <laughs> yeah. Cole. The dude, I like the crazy one. The dude who's eating yeah. pork and beans. He's so dude, good. That dude was funny. Like <laughs> I love. I, I liked him just because he was just like, yeah. I mean, I'm alive, so I need to eat, right? Just like <laughs> he was so, just, just so, so matter of fact. Yeah, he just so and. <laughs> and then he he tells a story about the uh, the lion, lion and the mouse, mouse and the and thorn. The thorn. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? The mouse gets a thorn and kills a lion. What story are you about? <laughs> it's like, oh no, no, that's not his the story deli- at all. His delivery is perfect, and then the way he dies is just like, oh, oh man, that, oh, that, that was so it. sad it was but so, so good. Funny. The way that he dies is one of the best moments of the entire movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a, because he's setting himself up to be like the sacrificial hero. And he's been a character that you've liked the entire time Absolutely. of the movie. So you, but he's if also he's doesn't do that, seem like he would be that kind of guy. Exactly. Too, though, but thing. if but because you've liked him throughout the movie so much, you want his sacrifice to mean something and it means, <laughs> it means nothing. nothing. <laughs> he just gets, so good. Oh my God. He just smacked against the side of that mountain and it means no it's so funny <laughs> well I love and, it. and like the the one thing like honestly that i loved the most about all the uh soldiers was the fact that they were like whenever um chapman was like writing the letter to his son mm-hmm. and yeah. so through like from that point with like everybody in the movie or all the soldiers minus samuel L. jackson kept saying Dear Billy, this is what <laughs> yeah. hell looks like. Or dear Billy, <laughs> this great. is what life feels like when that you get kicked so in the night. Like, and just like those, like when they were just like bringing levity yeah. to like so those situations. I'm just like, dear Billy, sorry I missed your birthday yet again. And so, hope you know, this letter makes up for it. <laughs> dirt, dirt, dirt. The thing that I yeah. really love about that is that that guy dies halfway through the film, and because they, they did like, the, yeah, they're still making that joke later. Yeah. That feels so real to me, and it also makes me feel that guy's death in a way that. If it had just been the generic, I'm writing a letter to my family back home type of thing, yeah. then it would not it's, have it's worked. It's a subtle thing, but it makes that character feel a lot stronger, and the other characters around him feel stronger. Yeah. Because, I mean, even at the end, when they find his equipment, like uh, the uh, Easy E, I don't know his real name, but he was Easy E and straight out of Compton. But he was like, Dear Billy, like your dad was like, 
the best soldier that I ever knew. And it's like that, like that's emotional and that's strong, sure. but it, yeah. but it works because like, because they didn't harp on it. The, yeah. They didn't harp on it, but it was like, it's just a small subtle joke throughout the entire movie that worked. Yeah, definitely. So, okay. Do you guys want to go ahead and talk about John C. Riley? I do. I thought he did such a good job. John C. Riley is one of those, one of those actors where I, a lot of his movies, I'm not a huge huge fan of, but I like the guy, and I yeah. think he nails it in this mm-hmm. one because he's he's that perfect. He's got that perfect blend of of looking off the wall, even though he's trying to be taken seriously. Yes, which exactly. I think works perfectly for this movie as someone who was military that's been stranded on this nuts island for 30 years. The only way I can think to describe him is that he is adorably charming. Yes. Like, you just, you feel for him throughout the entire movie. Like, everything that he does, he just has this, like, he's upbeat and he's cheery about it, but you can tell, like, he has been in a really crappy situation for a really long time. Oh, yeah, and you know he's lost it, too. Yeah. Because, like, when he first gets, like, when he first meets all the soldiers, guys, he's like, oh, yeah, you are, y'all are a bunch of really nice young guys to die with today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, He's so happy and so like excited, but it's just like he's like he's insane. I he, love that thing where he's like, I I can't tell if I'm thinking or talking. Yeah. Am, I thinking talking? Or talking? Am I talking? I'm gonna stab you later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, <that> just, and <laughs> you, you don't know if he's joking because you think he's joking, but then you're like, yeah, the is he, he's like, insane. Maybe he's, he's not. Yeah. yeah. Like he hasn't talked to anybody ex- like in, uh, Except, in years. Yeah. Well, Man. no. The, even those the, the the natives don't talk, so the he can't talk. Don't to talk. Him. Yeah. Man. I really felt bad that his buddy had died at some yeah. point between the movies. Yeah. Like, there's a part of me that I really wish that those two had still been, like, uh, fighting. Like, fi- either fighting or just, like, at odds with each other, but still, like, in that way that they're actually friends, but they are also kind of trying to kill each other type of thing. I think yeah. that would have been really fun to do. But at the same time, like, I also really love that clearly those two had a very deep friendship and you Mm -hmm. can tell that just from how like one how seriously he takes the katana like how he's actually pretty good with it and like that perfect bit of japanese that like he he just spouts off death before dishonor yeah yeah Yeah. that like just all of that speaks to the relationship those two characters had in a really fun way and again they don't harp on it it's just little bitty details like that that you go part of the movie Mm -hmm. it's it's not like oh we have to tell you or show you why this happened it's just like no like yeah he was my friend we were building this boat and this they yeah. leave it at that it was it's not like oh we were really good friends and we met or we hated each other then we met kong and we became really good friends because right. we met a giant ape that was about to kill us like it no it's just yeah no like he yeah. was my friend i also really like his conversation with the, the young soldier when they're trying to repair the boat mm-hmm. where he's just talking about like hey how are the cubs doing and yeah, exactly. like <laughs> that was so fun and yeah. his, his one line like uh did we win the war which one? Yeah, that figures. <laughs> figures yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that whole thing. Like, everything that he does, he, to me, is completely the heart of this movie. Yeah. And I was so afraid he was going to die at some point in the movie. Because the thing with, like, him and his wife, it's so charming that he, like, clearly really hopes that they're still waiting for him. But he also clearly understands that there's a very real chance that they won't be. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, no. And like I I like his character because I mean, he's very he, like you can tell like he's extremely serious throughout the entire movie, but he's a little off. Yeah. That works. Like I was expecting um when I first saw his character like um Land of the Lost, uh the the I guess, a recent movie with uh Will Farrell in it where it just be like, okay, he it's just wacky and zany off the walls where 
Like, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to be interested in this movie if this is the way this movie is going to go. And I was really excited to see like him as like a serious character, but just a tad bit off. Yeah. And that, that yeah. works. That works it. in this kind of a movie. He nails it. Especially when everybody else like has their, you know, one liners or, you know, like that whole skull crawler, like when he's like talking to them about <laughs> essentially about the religion and yeah. he, it's all completely serious and he's like okay no kong is king here because he's he actually helps he's their god because he saved them yeah. from these things and like they don't even say their name and it's like but i call him skull crawler and they're like uh okay <laughs> and, he's and he's just like that's a terrible name isn't it oh i never said it out my, loud i never said it out loud before now yeah yeah just yeah. every line that he has is just i love it, it he delivers it so well he yeah. really does speaking of the skull crawlers what do you what do you think about them i think that they are a very cool uh villain even if they're totally dodongos from zelda I really liked them. I, yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I, was, I thought they were. I thought they were cool. They're super creepy, and I love that. Like, they are clearly a threat to both Kong. Like, the little ones are clearly a threat to Kong. Like, from the way that he deals with them, even though he takes them out pretty handily, and uh, like how badly the little one just trashes the good guys. Or, yeah. Well, the soldiers, I guess. I, I don't know if you want to call them necessarily the good guys. But I love that there's just this really big one that, like, John C. Riley is constantly being like, no, there's this other one out there, and if it comes, we're all screwed. Like, we're yeah. going to die. <laughs> yeah, and like, and how, like, they even mention, like, oh, no, Kong, like, the, the big one killed his parents, and he still needs to grow to be able to take him on. That's really interesting to me. Like, I, there's something that really makes me feel feel for Kong about the fact that he is the last of his kind. And yeah. that he's young. That, that he's like a teenager assuming the responsibilities of like that his parents used to hold. Yeah. yeah. There's just something about that that and it's never real like Kong doesn't like play with the skull of one of his parents and like look at it with sadness. It's just a, a detail that's there. Mm -hmm. And I and he's really never, like, like that. He never shows back up to yeah. you know like the the graveyard but like at one of the first things i noticed about kong is that he's got this like Scar. three three claw marks on his chest and from the moment i saw that i wanted to know what had caused that like what what thing had had uh hit him that way and i have to assume it was like the fight with the skull crawlers like well, and yeah that just works so well for me well i mean let's take a step back what did you guys think of like the intro like the i guess the complete entrance of kong to this like when movie. we first see him when for we the first real when we actually see him for the first time the, the thing that made me want to see this movie uh, and the thing that also made me wish i had avoided trailers and just gone to see this movie was that scene where you know he's backlit by the sunset as these helicopters are coming in it's mm -hmm. such a cool looking visual i love it i i really like the visual <laughs> And, and I think it's really cool. I wish that it had... It, he seemed to have an uncanny accuracy that from watching the original one, he's swatting at them like they're f annoying flies buzzing around his head, which if you've ever had that happen, you swat a lot and miss a ton of the time before you actually connect. And, that, and that's what the original was like. When he's up on the Empire State Building and he's swinging around at the biplanes that are coming and shooting him, that's, that's what it feels like is that... He, they're they're obviously annoying him in this one it seemed like whenever he decided that, that one's going down it just did like he he was able to chuck a tree at it accurately or fling another helicopter into it accurately or throw a punch at it accurately which well, i don't I, think is necessarily a bad thing but i do kind of wish that it had felt a little bit more of that the they're, they're 
I wish it had felt more of they're pestering him rather than doing real damage, and he he's trying to attack them, and ev- and eventually he connects with all of them. For well, me, the only one that w- that stood out to be like that's too skillful for me was when he ducks one and the two uh, or he jumps over he the jumps yeah, and they, yeah they collide. That was the one that was a little too like that's too op I guess yeah. But other than that, I kind of liked it specifically because it felt like these guys should be doing like I could understand the soldiers thinking they could win this. And him, but at the same time, I also could understand him completely wrecking them. And I like that the only damage that they really succeed in doing is damage he accidentally does to himself by like grabbing onto like the, grabbing the rotors. Yeah, yeah. So I I agree that I think that one was a little too skillful. Yeah. I I think that a number of the other ones were also too like specifically the one where he throws a helicopter into another helicopter. I think is that one's a little. I think I, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to like send this scene too hard. No, I, mean, yeah. I, I think it's fun to watch. I I had a good time watching it happen. I just think that it wasn't. Per, it wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. Sure, but I still think it was fun in the movie. Well, I mean, I I think this is a little bit different than I guess the Kong that we've seen in the past is the fact that he's been fighting. Like he is, like you see, like this is this is he has place. battle scars already. Yeah, he has he's battle a scars. He's a straight he's up warrior. I mean, he like that uh, what octopus or squid or whatever it was that <laughs> he just that he just, yeah. that he wrecks just, that thing. Yeah, like you can see, like oh, he's like he has fought things, and so he knows how to handle himself. As opposed to, I guess, um, old versions where he was the biggest and baddest thing and never really had to fight anything. Well, no, no, no. Like in previous ones, he still had to fight stuff. Like even from the very first one, the old like claymation King Kong. There are dinosaurs on that island. Yeah. It's it's just that I think the sense that's missing for me is that in the previous ones, when the humans are attacking him, like from planes or helicopters like this, you really get a sense that the humans are doing nothing more than just being pesky. Like right. they're gnats. They're, they're nothing he seriously has to worry about until much later when they cause him to fall. Right. In, yeah. in the original movie. Um, and that's the sense that I don't get from this scene is that they're annoying. And mm-hmm. that's about all that he has to worry about is, you know, I've got bigger things to deal with. There are giant lizards running around that I that I mess with. You guys can, like, get out of here. You're annoying me. That's yeah. the sense that I feel is missing from this. I still think it's a cool scene and I like it, but it's missing that feel to it. Yeah, I well, can I definitely mean, understand that, I think. Well, I think part of that is, like, we're supposed to get this menacing... Um, scene from him right now. We find out later that he's just like, okay, you guys are annoying me. You're waking up my neighbors that are really bad. You guys need to stop. Like we're told sure. that later, but <laughs> You're but waking up my neighbors. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but but it's just like this. Like we're supposed to get this menacing feeling from him, and Samuel L. Jackson is supposed to respond. And so th- that is why this scene goes the way it does is because you, we need to have Samuel L. Jackson driving a later point to this movie. I, okay, I, I, and, I'm, and I'm fine with that. I just, I just you don't think like that it. The, the delivery they got there with could have been done a little different. Going, going to so, other giant fight scenes. I do, do want to say one thing. There is one thing that really did bug me in this movie, and it's when it's at the very end of this particular fight scene when like Kong like smashes the last helicopter right in front of Samuel oh Jackson, gosh. and the fire comes up, and they're just <laughs> they just sta- like have a Stare locked eye other. staring at each other. And I don't mind that. What I mind is that we cut away, and then when we get back, that fight was just over. I guess Kong just walked away and left after staring down my Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jack- yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They're just it, that. That there was, was such an awkward it's cut for that me. That kind of thing that feels way too. 
movie tropey, right? Yeah. And, Where and, like, like the bad guys lock eyes. It's that kind of thing that happened periodically throughout the movie. That that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Where it's that moment that that took you out of it, right? Where you're like. Okay, that's a little go- that's that's a little weird. Come on, yeah. Like right? Samuel L. Jackson's that, character, that, did, he did that way too many times in this movie. Yeah. He did, but like, that's that's the feeling that took me out. Wasn't a I'm mad that this is happening, but it was just a a, a sense of come on, movie. Like that's what took me out of yeah, it. Yeah, and fair. this is an example of scenes like that. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. can I can completely understand that. So. There's not really much to say about the octopus, that I, except that I just I really love how unconcerned he is when he's sitting there eating it, and it's still like a little bit trying to fight him, and he's just like, "No, I'm eating," you know. <laughs> yeah. Reminded me of Old Boy. <laughs> yes. Oh God, that uh, movie. I never want to watch that movie again. <laughs> but <laughs> the scene where he's eating the octopus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it was cool. I liked that he he for a minute it seemed like it was going to be a problem until he was just like stood up again and was like, "No." <laughs> until he started taking it serious, like, "Oh, okay, you want to you want to really try this? Yeah. Stomp on your head." <laughs> and the, <laughs> the ink. ink like spews everywhere yeah it's great loved it so okay do we want to just go ahead and skip to the last fight there's not a lot else i think to talk about i'm i'm fine with it i i feel like we've talked about most we might do a full-on review again later when chris is here so maybe but uh but what, what do you guys think about that final fight scene and his uh specifically his improvised weapons I really like the improvised weapons, especially the the tree that he kind of just brushes the the branches off. I think it was really weird how specifically badly he got chained up by by yes. those chain ships. Fell that was, down and was and like Gulliver's Travels. Yeah, it was yeah. really odd to me, like how specific it looked like someone had specifically like laid him down and then chained, chained him up, him up. Yeah. to to do that it didn't feel like he had fallen into those chains and was kind of stuck like there. i've fallen onto a pile of rope before and i didn't instantly get tethered to the ground and the <laughs> only other thing that i really didn't like about this movie was the fact that it felt like the big skull crusher or skull crawler skull crawler. Sure. i feel like it specifically left kong alone in situations where kong was completely trapped just because they couldn't think of a way for Kong to get out of it on his own. Like that one when he was burned and unconscious and the skull car jumped on him. And there were several scenes it felt like where the skull crusher is, has won and Kong does not escape. It just gets bored and runs away instead of biting his head off. And that to me was a big problem. Right. And, and there were other scenes even while they were fighting where it was like, he's being distracted way too easily. Like the one where he's got Kong's neck in his mouth. Yeah. It's like, that's a kill move for any animal. Like, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, like, I think... I'm trying to I'm trying to compare it to the Kong versus T-Rexes scene from mm-hmm. the 2005, which I thought was done really well because because you got the sense of danger from them. And, and it was, I say choreographed in a scene that was, like, entirely CG. But you get but what is, I mean. Yeah, you but still have the, to choreograph that. Right. Yeah. The, the, the scene, the fight was choreographed better in 2000 in the 2005 version I, would, I thought I would basically agree but I think it's also a little bit easier with what they're trying to do they're trying to show how awesome Kong is by having him wreck these two things um, that's different from and I feel like they do a comparable job with the two smaller skull crushers at the beginning even though it's mm-hmm. a much shorter scene and not you know the same thing but you can ha- I think you can with, have your main your your star attraction get trashed and it still be well yes, choreographed and I, I think Th- that's what think, they should think, think to the the Wolverine and and fake Wolverine. Yes, absolutely. Scene. Yeah, like he's getting absolutely trashed, but it's incredibly well choreographed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like 
that that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I f- like they could have done that better here. I like I like most of this scene except for the part where he's got a uh the the like chain flail. Oh, I loved that. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was so cool. I <laughs> It was so, so crazy, no, but it was being good. on the chain was so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have been fine with him picking disagree. it up and like just going to town, like beating and slashing him with it. It's the fact that it was like on the oh, chain. Oh, oh, though, man, the first thing when he comes back into the fight and he like has our giant rock and he just full on slam jumps and slams on this guy's head. That yeah. was the best moment of the movie for me. That was I super loved good. that. And that's the thing about that I really do like about these two fighting. I get that sense of weight. I get that sense of these two titanic things coming at each other and hitting each other. That, to me, is it's what Pacific Rim did so well. It, yes. Of just giving it this feel of, yeah, these things are as big as they look, and they are hitting as hard as they should. And Absolutely. that, to me, was one of the most important parts of the movie. And that felt right throughout the whole fight. There, See, I think... I'm I'm kind of looking at this from a narrative perspective, knowing that in the future King Kong and Godzilla are going to be in the same movie. And looking back at the Godzilla movie and this one, I feel like in both cases, uh, and I think for different reasons, but I feel like in both cases they put their main heroes up against, uh, to use a wrestling ter- uh, term, jobbers. They're just here to sell how tough the main character is, and yeah. it's just something that's going to go forward. Like you know that Godzilla isn't going to lose to two things called Mutos. Like, no, that's not going to happen. He's at least... Giant space crabs. Yeah, Yeah. and, and, you know, you know that King Kong is not going to lose this Dodongo ripoff. Like, (laughs) but at the same time, you know, it's just, for me, it was so fun to watch because this just felt like everything that I wanted when I watched those old, terrible 70s Godzilla movies. Like, I, I have a fond place in my heart for them, and there are definitely ones that have some great fights in them for what they are, but this is what the fight was in my head whenever I imagined this kind of thing. Fair. So, yeah, I, I love this movie just for taking my my childhood and, and putting it on screen in a way that I can just sit there and, and cheer. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what I was doing through the entire movie, is I was just sitting there so excited. That is factual. <laughs> <laughs> I kept, like, leaning forward in my seat, and I was, like, actually, like, hitting my my fists against my legs watching this movie. Yeah, he, he was super giddy. Josh was just <laughs> laughing and shaking his I, head I was constantly hitting my hand against my forehead. Just like, <laughs> why? No, film. But, yeah. But... Okay, final thoughts? Uh, for this part, what we do with the first impression type stuff is just give a quick, like, little short, you know, what was, what is the movie uh, in, a, in a sentence. And since I'm the only one, I think, here who's done that recently, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. For me, this movie is gigantic amounts of fun. Um, it's so, like I, like I said, the fights are so good. For me, the, the humor is on point. Like, I would watch this movie just to see John Riley, John C. Riley's character again. Um, I, he was so fun to watch, and it felt so good when he got to get home and, and see his family. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that. Um, this movie definitely does have faults, though, and that's, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. It, no movie's going to be perfect, but this one is is everything that I feel it was attempting to be. So, you know, that. All right. Uh, I, I'd say that still fun, but, um, uh, my, my summary phrase would be that it's a leaking barrel of fun. <laughs> like it's a barrel of fun. that has got a lot of holes in it where the fun's kind of leaking out a little bit. Um, like I said, there's a lot, I, I love monster movies and there's a lot in this one that fits the bill. Um, the monsters feel huge and feel tough. 
the humor lands. I like a lot of the characters, but there's just too many small parts to it that take me out of it and make me just kind of like face palm and ask the movie why it decided to include that. Uh, that it, it it really drains from the experience for me. So fair enough. Binge. Um, I would have to say that this is a serious but goofy monster movie. Um, there are many moments that this movie does take itself extremely seriously and it does bring some emotion to you that is not oh laugh or like like scream that you're so excited that like this fight is happening there are some some situations that you know you do feel a little bit of like heart pain and or like oh no i like that guy like why did this happen but it also doesn't take itself too seriously um i mean it does have goofy moments and some of the serious moments like even though they are serious are still a little goofy and so i mean i enjoyed this movie i think it was a really good monster movie um and like there is it leaves you wanting a little bit more but i mean i think i got like I had my fill, but I mean, I, I always, you always want more monster, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, you, I got enough monster out of this movie as I needed. All right. Uh, question for you guys before we do our, our, you know, our end cap with the, where you can find us in the King Kong versus Godzilla movie. That's eventually going to made be made. Which side are you rooting for? Um, you know, at, going into this movie, it would have 100% been Godzilla. Um, but having seen it now, I was really charmed by, uh, by King Kong. What I this is my I'll, I'll give you this. This is my prediction. They're going to fight in the middle of the movie, and they're going to come to a standstill, and it's going to be a draw, and then some other bigger force is going to force them to team up, and they're going to work together to take that thing out, and then they're going to kind of at the end stare at each other, and then walk away. <laughs> I hope not. I, I hope, hope not too. I, hope, I would I love for them to have a I legit hope it's a straight. fight to the death, and they both fall into a volcano, and you don't know who wins. <laughs> I think that would be even worse. <laughs> no, I thought no. I think um, I kind of liked Rick's idea as far as having the two of them fight, and then oh wait, no, here's something that really means us harm. <laughs> that they stop, take care of business, and then they get back up, and they're like, okay, round two, bitches. <laughs> like I no, don't want that. The thing that I desperately want more than anything else out of that movie is at one point for them to kind of look at each other. And slowly fist bump. And no, then they no, like, no, no, no. I know Rick. no one else on the entire no, face of the planet no, no, will want that. No. But I would love it not so much. Not the fist bump, not the team, fist bump. What they Godzilla. need to do is just the like the little slight nod. They don't need that. No. It, it's <laughs> or team, a wink. team Godzilla all the way. Uh they're I team don't Mothra. want any other monsters in this movie. I want it to be King Kong versus Godzilla. I don't need King Kong and Godzilla versus Frieza. Like I need <laughs> King Kong versus I Godzilla. Kn- oh my god, I need that movie so bad. No. Please make that movie. Please don't. That sounds terrible. It sounds amazing. Uh, Glorious. I Godzilla 100%. Well, that that kind of that that was an off-topic wrap for the end of our uh King Kong Skull Island um podcast. Uh, guys, where can where can our listeners find us if they want to listen to more podcasts? Well, the easiest place is to find us uh, at our website. We are at opinionatedpodcast.com. Yes. No. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah opinionatedpodcast.com. But, you can, and we're also on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, where, you know, we appreciate hear, getting likes on there. It, it really actually does make my day every time I see that we get a new like. So, you know, uh, please go there and like that. Check out our posts. Share those. Yep. Um, definitely go to the website, though, and vote in the poll that I make every week because yes. no one does, and it makes me sad. 
Additionally, um, we're on on basically all of the major uh, podcasting apps, whether mm-hmm. you use Android or Apple. Uh, if you listen and you like what you hear, Wait, give us a rating. A, do we have Please, a Twitter? Yeah. We, do we do have a Twitter. Twitter. It is uh, Opinionated Movie Reviews. And you should tweet at us. And or no, we it, also, no, 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 no. That's sorry. our email. It's, no, no. Yeah, Opinionated Movie Reviews at Gmail is our email. Our Twitter is OpinionCast. OpinionCast, okay. We're kind of so, over so, the board, but yeah. you can find us at any of those places. Ben, and we, we look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. I, I actually really do. It does. Like, I, I can't stress enough. It does actually really make my day whenever I hear uh, anything from anyone outside. Like, this isn't just a weird thing that I do with a couple of friends. It's Absolutely. actually having 100%. You know, people are listening to me, So and that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, we're Opinionated. Opinionated. Cool.